Do you hear that? Tell your neighbor, quit complaining. Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse 19, read it. Read it again, same verse. Who? Who? What? My God. He's trying to get you to lift up your head. Rise up out of your ashes and realize he is on your side. The devil is a liar. Situations are liars. You're not going down. It's not over. Like we preached a couple of weeks ago, God is on your side. Put your hands together in love of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, he's given you power over all. Tell him over all, over all, over all, over all. Shout who? One more time, put your hands together for the Lord. All right, get past for a couple of minutes. We got this dumb holiday coming up. Halloween. Everybody starts freaking out over spirits and goblins and demons, curses. You're being ridiculous. You need to take out a pair of scissors and cut that old demonic History out of your life. Just need to cut that cord and let that junk go. I understand that some of us come from islands where witchcraft and voodoo and all of these things kind of are rampant. I know when we visit Liberia, uh, one time we were, go- we were in Liberia and Brother Stewart was in the car with us and we, we pulled up. And uh, around a corner, and there were people on both sides of the street. And, and uh, this was right after the Civil War had come to an end. So things were still kind of stirred up a little bit. And out walked this guy on stilts with this freaky hair and, and uh, a mask and uh, weird clothes. And, and he was on stilts. And he come, he come walking out, and he stood right in front of our car. Brother Stewart and myself, and there were a couple others there. And he stood in front of our car and brother Stewart looked at me and he says that's the witch doctor he's he is the power over this village he has he has bewitched them into believing in his 
uh, his power and in his ability. I want to tell you, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Brother Stewart never said a word. He opened up the door, he stepped out of the car, and the moment the witch doctor saw who he was, he stepped out of the way of the vehicle and he waved him on. I'm just going to be honest with you. I wasn't that brave. I saw that guy, and I saw the crowds kind of sort gathering around. I went, whoa, this is where old Danny boy meets his fate. Gets back to America. American pastor dies in Liberia, sacrificed to the dogs. Or whatever. But in the past, that witch doctor and my God had already had a run-in. And the moment he recognized the men of God in the car, he said, you know, I'm going to pick my fights today. And you are not one of them. Why? Because everybody shout it. Shout it. The witch doctor of Liberia? Shout no. Shout who? The devils of Halloween? Shout no. I want to tell you, listen, we need to wake up. We don't need to let this junk get in our homes and get in the minds of our kids, get inside of our families. The only thing your family needs to hear on this Halloween going on is God is great and greatly to be praised there is no devil in hell there is no power even the devils are subjected unto us in the name of Jesus Christ don't bring this mess into your home don't invite this stuff into your house don't let that little four, five, six-year-old cry their little tears and say, but mommy, everybody else is dressing up like a witch. Yeah, baby, but everybody else don't carry the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! And there's just some things we don't do because, well, we don't partake of it. Now, I don't have time to go into all the history of this uh, holiday. It was started 2,000 years ago with the Celtics. And, and a lot of stuff that is here today wasn't even how it actually began. Actually, November the 1st was the first day of the year for, this, uh, uh, for these uh, Celts. And uh, what they would do is they would dress up in costumes because they believed that the dead rose on that day, walked amongst the living, and they felt like if they dressed up like the dead, that they would leave them alone because they would look like one of them. Then we would walk around with little lanterns with the light, the thing that we have, our little pumpkins now with the light in it. And that's how they trapped the spirits inside of these things. And so there's all kinds of crazy beliefs that go with it. But the bottom line is, Jesus said to you and I, I've given you power over all the power of the enemy. They are subjected to you.
You don't have to tuck the head. You don't have to back up. You don't have to be afraid. All you've got to do is use the name of Jesus Christ. And the name of the Lord Jesus Christ will cause them to be subjected to you, your family, your marriage, your finances, your health, everything. Somebody shout the name of Jesus. I, I, want, I want to talk to us. Everybody say power. power. Hey, Ann. I forgot to mention Ann and Sister Kimona were with us in the Bahamas. Ann scooted around on a box. She's a registered nurse, but we didn't have nobody would cut fingers off. So she scooted around on a box, putting in plugs. Brother Dooley taught her how to wire up an electrical plug. I hope they work when the power comes on. No, I inspected them. They're, they were installed perfectly. Sister Kimona was right there on different bots, scooting around, cleaning out the baseboards so that we could put the sheetrock in. Give these two ladies a hand. They worked about eight hours. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18. I want to go back to the Old Testament. I want to talk about the power that God has given me and you. Because we need to start walking in the authority that the Lord has given us. Let's look at this. It says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. For it is he that giveth thee power. Tell your neighbor, God gives you power. Look at Matthew 6 and 13. Lead us not into temptation. We know the verse with the Father's prayer. But deliver us from evil. Watch. For thine is the kingdom and the shout, shout power. 28 and 18. Jesus came and spake unto them saying, shout it. Shout it. Shout it. Why do I want you to get that in your head? If God's got all power, there is no power left for anybody else. Now that ought to give you better understanding what the Bible means when the word of God says that the only thing the devil can do to you is what God allows him to Why? Because he's got no power on his own. He's got to borrow it from Jesus. That's why he went to heaven and he said, let me touch Job. Let me touch his body. Let me touch his wealth. Let me touch his life. And God said, okay, I give you the If he didn't give him the right and the will and the power, it could not be done. But God knew. The Bible says he will never test you above your measure. God knew Job's measure. God knows your measure. And whatever comes against you, God knows you can handle it. You will overcome it. You will get through it. 
He'll never let you be tempted above your measure. That ought to get you excited. That ought to tell you right now, I'm going to win. I'm going to overcome. I'm going to get through this. That devil keeps telling you, I'm going to take you down, Gina. I'm going to bring you down. You're not going to make it out of this. You need to turn to that devil and say, devil, the only power you have is when my God gave you. And he's already told me, if he's with me, nobody can be against me. That word there against, it's more than just that he don't like you, he wants to overcome you. No, no, no. No one can be against thee. No one can defeat thee. It doesn't mean that they're not going to come against you. It just means they don't have the power to defeat you. And the God that has given you power, the thing that, you know, we got to get this out of our head. And I know you've heard of this from pastor many times. Satan is not the opposite of God. Opposite means equal. Opposite means two opposing forces. Satan is not the opposite of God. Satan is a created angel who messed up, who Jesus flung out of heaven with the flow of his hand and cast him down to the earth where he's been bound all of this time with the other third of angels that rebelled against God. He's not God's opposite. He's not even an opponent. They don't belong in the same ring. Wrapped him up, put him in a tomb. Jesus took a nice nap. Sort of like Peter when he was in the jail. And when the time was up, he opened his eyes, rose up out of that place. Why? Because death, hell, and the grave do not have Power. Oh, you're not getting it. He said, I've got all power. I got all power. There is none for nobody else. Everybody that gets power, they got to borrow it from me. That's why the 70 said, even the devils are subjected unto us through thy name. Because the only power that you and I have comes from him. But watch me. We don't have to borrow it. It's given. Listen, there's a big difference. When you go to borrow something, Brother Ohio, you have the obligation, at least you should, of returning it. And hopefully in better shape than you picked it up. Just let that sink in. For all my borrowers, half my tools are still out there somewhere. And my name's on them. I wrote my name on them before I handed it to you. I knew you was a thief. I still ain't got it back. You can have it. I release you from the guilt and the damnation. I give you that power. 
When you borrow something, you have to return it because it's not yours. You can never claim ownership. Doesn't belong to you, no matter how long you keep it. In fact, if you keep it longer than what you should, you are a thief. Somebody asked the question. I don't want to. I don't want to get too far off here. I just want you. To, I want you to follow something here. Somebody asked the question: Why did God? Why was God born here? Why? Why did God come in the flesh? I'm going to tell you why. Because God is not a thief. And everything that operates on this planet operates through the flesh. Why? Because God gave dominion to Adam and Eve in the very beginning. All power that flows upon this earth flows through humanity. Jesus Christ does not do miracles outside of man. The only time God spoke and it happened was in the very beginning. But once he created Adam and Eve, watch me now, he transferred his authority of earth to man. And he said to man, I give you power and dominion over all that I have created. You have that power. You name it. You control it. You rule it. Now we know what happened. He failed with that falling. He lost that authority, that power, etc. Jesus Christ comes back. What do they call him? He is the second Adam. Why? Because he has come to restore what God gave the first Adam, but he can't do it unless he comes in the flesh. You got to get a hold of this. God works through humanity. It's how he does it. His gospel flows that way. His power flows that way. Everything he does on this planet, he does through humanity. It's man that lays hands. It's man that points the finger and rebukes. It's man that curses. It's man that has the power to do these things. And so why are we addressing this? Because Satan never came that way. He bust into the flesh realm, remaining in the spirit. And because of that, the only way he can get authority on this planet is to possess a human. I wish you'd get a hold of this. The only way even Satan can work on this planet is through the hands of a man. He does not have power. If he had power to kill you, you would be dead. You wouldn't have a chance. He would have already obliterated this world. But the only thing he can do is get a hold of the mind of a man. Get a hold of the heart of a man. And through a man, he's able to exercise power. Not his power. The power God gave man. He steals and uses and abuses. And he makes man kill man. Man rape man. Man abuse man. Man steal from man. Man does all these things. He doesn't have the power to do any of these things. He comes into the mind of a man. The heart of a man. He steals the power God gave man. And he uses that against man. Why is all this important? All you've got to do is shake yourself. And wake up. And realize. If you stop 
given the devil leverage in your life. He's got no power. Somebody shout power. When you borrow something, you got to give it back. He goes to God. He says, let me touch Job. Okay. I'll let you touch Job. He goes down. He touches Job. God allows his health to be touched. Children to be killed. You know, I love it when people say, I feel like Job. Are you kidding me? As you get in your air-conditioned car, drive to your air-conditioned home, and get your cornflakes out, which are lactate milk, and then cry in your milk. I feel like Job. God took all seven of his children. God took all of his wealth. He took his so-called friends and they turned against him and belittled him. He took the youth and made fun of that elder. He came at him in every every angle you could and then God touched his health and he scraped his boils with pieces of potter but the Bible says in all of this Job sinned not because he never gave recognition to the devil. He never one time recognized the hand of the devil. Job said, the Lord and the Lord. Even back in Job's day, he knew the devil didn't have any power. Even back in Job's day, he understood the revelation. that He, he knew about the devil, but he understood that that devil had no authority, no power on this earth because God works through man. He didn't say, oh, look what the devil has done to me. Look what the devil has done to me. Look what the devil, no. He said, God gave me and God took it all away. He left the power where it belonged. He left it in the hands of God. And when you and I begin to understand that the devil doesn't have power over us, he uses us to hurt us. He uses man to hurt us. But he's got no power. Only God has power. Now don't misunderstand me. He has power in the realm of darkness because he's a spiritual being. So he has power in the spiritual realm. But he can only take that power to influence a man so that a man will bring harm.
For the kingdom is yours, Lord. All power has been given unto you. Who does he give this power to? Real quick. I'm going to try to bring this close. I didn't realize I've been preaching so long. He giveth power to the faint. Everybody say the faint. Huh? Isaiah 40 and 29. And to them that have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Why? Why? Wait on him. Wait on him. Wait on him. Why? He's got the power. He's got the power. He's got the power. He's got the power. And if you'll wait on him, he will renew your strength. He will give you power. But we don't borrow. He gives. The Bible says he gives gifts to men. He never takes them back. That's what makes a backslider so dangerous. What a tool in the hands of Satan. One who was anointed by God. I'm going to tell you right now. Your most famous, popular singers. And I couldn't name one. Because I just don't have a memory. You guys do. Name me one. Whitney Houston? Is that a boy or a girl? <laughs> Whitney? Isn't he Whitney a boy's name? I got an ex-brother-in-law named Whitney. That's pretty close to Whittingham. Whitney Houston. Yeah. And there's some others out there. I got news for you. The reason why they are so popular and so loved and so well-liked is because they have been given a gift from God. And they have taken that gift to entertain the world rather than to bless God's people. That's right. How do you know that, Pastor? Because the only way a man has the power to influence another man is when God has anointed him with power. And that's why we need to be careful when we open up our mouths and what we do because God has put power on us. He has anointed us. Your words have power. Your actions have power. We need to wake up as the church and begin to channel our power against the enemy, against the adversary, reaching for the lost, loving the hurting, caring for the down. Clap your hands to the Lord. Come on, give me some help up here. God gives us that power. He doesn't take that power away from us. Backsliders are dangerous. If you're not living for God 100%, you need to sell out to the Lord because you're an atomic bomb. 
God has given you authority and he has given you power. This is the reason why men, and I don't want to get off on too many things, but we need to be, men need to be careful how you treat your wives. Because God has given you the power and the authority to rule over her. And he has commanded her to submit herself to you. God does not smile on men who abuse his power. I'm telling you that right now. He doesn't smile at that. And ladies, submission is not a weakness. Submission is power. Submission is power. The same power that you and I get when we submit ourselves unto God. There is power in submission. Why? Because when you submit yourself to authority, you take on that authority. That's what the centurion meant when he said to Jesus, he said, I am a man under authority and I am a man over others. And I say to this one, go, he goes, come and he comes. Why? Because of who he was? No. Because he was submitted to a greater power and authority. And when he submitted himself to a greater power and authority, he received that power and authority. And he was able to turn and give commands and, and make rules and regulations. That's what happens when you and I submit ourselves unto God. We receive power from him. He gives us power and we're able to turn and we're able to exercise that power lay hands on the sick cast out devils I don't want to abide here very long, but I want to tell you sometimes we just kind of read over that because we just don't see it so often anymore but I want to tell you casting out devils is a real thing and it was meant by God he said, I'm going to give you power, and the power I'm going to give you is going to give you the ability to go and cast demons out of men. Why? Because as long as that demon is in that man, he has access to the power that I gave that man. He's got dominion and authority and power, and you got to take him out. Why? So that the power in that man can return back where it belongs. Why is that? I'll tell you why. He said, Moses, you go to Pharaoh and you tell Pharaoh to let my people go. But I'm just a man. No, you're a man that's been sent. You're a man that's been anointed. God says in the verses there in the book of Exodus, Moses, I'm going to give you. That's what he said. He said, I'm going to give you Now go into Pharaoh. Tell them to let my people go. That's why demons have to be cast out. So that men can return back to the authority that they've been given. It's the reason why you and I need to wake up and realize the power that we've been given. Because when we recognize the power that abides upon us, given to us by Jesus Christ himself, we can appear before the very demon himself and look at him and say, let my family go. Come on, let's worship him for a moment. Let's praise him for a moment. Music. If my music will come, 
Let's stand to our feet. Let's clap our hands. Let's glorify God. Come on. Thank Him for power. Thank Him for the power. Thank Him for the power. Jesus said, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke 24, 49, he said, I send the promise of the Father upon you, Terry, in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with. The book of Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, he said, but you shall receive. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. How do I get this power, Pastor? I want to be able to, I want to be able to, to speak into the spirit realm. Cast the devil out of my family, off my life, off my finances, off the health, off my children, off my marriage. I'm a single young man, a single young lady. I want to cast him out. I want to cast him off. I want to have that authority. I want to have that power. I want to have that anointing. When Adam failed, he lost that. Demons went rampant. You know, when Jesus showed up, it's like there was a demon under every rock. It's like everywhere he went, demons were crying out. What happened was the world had been in darkness for 4,000 years. The only light was this little group of people called the Israelites roaming around the desert in their tents. While all the rest of the hell was controlled by darkness. But the Bible tells us in John when Jesus came, he was the light. He was not a light. He was the light. Direct parallel and revelation when God was creating this earth. And the Bible says it was without form and it was in darkness. And God said, let there be. Jesus was slain before the foundations of the world. God prophesying into existence that the day would come that the light would enter into a world that was without form and dark. And he stepped upon this planet. And demons began to scream. Power of darkness began to be pushed back. Why? Because he has no right in human flesh he's a thief and he comes to steal he's come to steal God's power that was given to you <laughs> to use against you against your family Even with the world, even with the light in the world, it still seems so dark. You don't live there, but I'm going to tell you, mothers, 
Mothers lay their little boys and girls to bed in cities like Chicago and Los Angeles and New York and the slums of Brooklyn and the list goes on. They lay their little babies down not even knowing if they'll see the light of day. Phone rings every day from the police. There was a drive-by shooting and your little girl, your little boy just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Every day. It's a dark world. It's a dark world. The Bible calls it an untoward generation. But he has released upon this world the light. And then he called. He looked at me and you in reference to the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And he said, you are the lights. With an S. Jesus intends that everywhere as you and I go, demons will cry out. He intends that everywhere that you and I step, darkness will be pushed back. Light will penetrate and hungry men and women will reach. You know, there's a story in the word of God. It talks about Simon, book of Acts. I'm closing. The Bible says that Simon had all the people of the village bewitched, just like that witch doctor in Liberia. And they all looked at him as a man of God. And they looked at him as, as a man of power and authority. And he had them all bewitched. And then all of a sudden, here comes Simon, Peter, John, the light. And they just come walking in there miracles and signs and wonders and the glory of God and the word tells us they forsook Simon and they started following after we know that because Simon later came and said hey can I buy this power y'all know the story right what's your point pastor my point is I know that they're in darkness and it's all they know and people seek after power. They seek after it. And if all they see is darkness, that's the power they will reach for. But if we'll show up on the scene, I promise you, the moment they see God's power, they will forsake the power of Satan. Why? Because only God's power can truly be infused into human flesh. Only God's power. When God inhabits you, He's not just possessing you. He's feeling you. Your mind, your soul, your heart, your spirit, everything. He envelops you and anoints you with power. I'm here to tell you this afternoon. There are situations in your home and you know it's going to take the power of God. I invite you to come and submit yourself to him 
so that he can endue you with that power. And when you leave here today, you will have authority and power over that situation. If you have never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, it's how you receive that power. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and if you were baptized but you're not sure how it was, I encourage you so much to let us baptize you in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says when you go down in that water in the name of Jesus, your sins are remitted. You come out of that water a new creature in Christ. And the word says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And what happens when you get the Holy Ghost? You get power. And you are able to leave this place here today with the power of God upon you. And those spirits that tormented you will no longer be able to torment you. And those situations that have latched themselves upon you, you will have power and authority over those situations and you will be able to speak in the authority of God. Every eye closed. I need you to hear, Pastor, some of you, you're not listening. You say, Pastor, I have the Holy Ghost. You probably do. Or you do. But you know good and well you've got situations in your life that are more powerful than you. You don't know what to do with them. You don't know how to handle them. You don't know what the answer is. I invite you to come and submit yourself to the Lord and let him give you power over that situation. Bring that situation to God and submit to him and let God give you authority and give you power over that situation. This needs to touch your heart right now. It needs to touch your mind right now. Some of you, you're battling things. You're going through things. You're battling, struggling in your heart with potentially you've been hurt. You've been abused, misused. You've been lied upon. And you're hurt. Maybe bitterness or unforgiveness has got a hold of your heart. You've been trying to get it out. You need to come to submit that to God. God will give you an anointing. He'll give you a power. You'll be able to overcome that. Some of you are having to go home to some very adverse situations. Some very difficult situations that are in your family, at your home, in your life. You need to make your way to this altar and you need to submit yourself to God because when you submit to God, you receive the authority and the power of the one that you are submitting to and you're able to walk out of their presence and you're able to go and you're able to command and you're able to speak in authority and power and you're going to be able to speak into that situation. You're going to be able to speak into that dilemma and you're going to see mountains Mountains move. It's what the Lord's talking about when He says, 
You're going to speak to that mountain and say, be cast into the sea, and it shall be cast into the sea. You're going to be able to speak. You're going to be able to open up your mouth, and you're going to be able to address that situation, address that difficulty. But now you have power. Now fear is gone. Doubt is gone, and power has replaced it. The anointing. The authority that God is choosing to give to you. Oh, yes. You're not going to borrow it. He's going to give it to you. It's never going to leave you. It's always going to be with you. It's always going to be on you. It's power. It's power. And it's here today. 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 Come on. It's here today. It's here right now. It's here right now. It's here right now. Who can stand against you? 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 Submit yourself to the Lord. Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. There is power. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. To break every chain. And he will flee from Break every chain. Because when you submit, power is coming. When you submit, power is coming. Power is coming. Power is coming. He said, I've given you power. There is power. Over all the power of the enemy. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power in the name, there is power There's so much power in the name. Come on, my brother. Come on, my sister. Receive it. Receive it. To receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. 